now. Pick up. No, 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 that's gone too far. Welcome to a fantastic Mother's Day edition of The Work. And this is a two-man show this time. No Rich, no Ant. Just nope. Brandon and Jim, the yeah. pick and roll. <laughs> yes, happy, happy Mother's Day to every mother that's out there that just so happens to be weirdly listening to this uh, this episode talking about grown folk and spandex. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Wrestling's for everyone. That's what it's all about. So happy really Mother's is. Day for sure. Uh, man, a lot of stuff to talk about right now. There's uh, yeah. just in general, I know our, our network is going to be covering the Western Conference Finals, Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals for the NBA, the Draft Lotteries Tuesday, Money in the Banks next weekend, which you just told me about, and we're <laughs> a couple weeks away from double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Very, very busy schedule ahead of uh, ahead of us, just in just in general. Yeah, it's a great time, and the weather's nice. That helps. Oh, so. yeah. Perfect. It's a great way to kick off the summer. It really is. You know, <laughs> you, know you would think SummerSlam should just be right now. That'd be it, awesome. I mean, it was like... Um, 80 degrees i think here in seattle over the weekend so really nice Nice. sunshine you know i'm not the biggest fan of heat but i know people are so (laughs) well speaking of heat i wanted to get into a little bit of heat that uh, we saw over the weekend um you know some things were going on on twitter and that's probably the number one source of heat on the earth right now yeah (laughs) if you look for any subject there will be heat uh so you know if you're still in a cold weather state that's where you want to be right now but what the hell happened you uh you got to check out a defy show i heard yeah yeah went to uh friday went to defy's into the fire aptly named event uh at washington hall here in seattle washington um you know defy has has staked itself a really good claim just in general in the world of professional wrestling with a ton of really high-profile matches, high production quality when it comes to their streaming service, um, and then just a very ruckus crowd that seems to always be super engaged in a majority of the of the shows. Yeah, I would say so. I've, I haven't been able to go, but I've checked out some of the clips, and that is definitely a crowd I want to be a part of. It just seems fun, um, high energy from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they, there's a lot of talent that comes through there um, that I would have loved to see. I mean, obviously people probably saw the, the Young Bucks thing, but mm-hmm. even, you know, throughout it seems its existence, Defy has been really just bringing it as far as Seattle goes. It's It's been a very cool, um, what I would say, funnel for, for folks to be able to see talent they might not otherwise see. Like, you mentioned the young bucks kind of having that <clears throat> surprise appearance but in the past i've you know been there when matt riddle was there when red dragon was there uh, jeff cobb multiple times john morrison multiple times they do a really good job of bringing in people that i think a lot of folks especially in the hardcore fan base really want to see yeah for sure um i definitely want to get out there at some point and this seemed like a pretty uh pretty big show um mm-hmm. who were some of the the people that were rolling in um that would have caught maybe just the general public's eye so for the general public's eye probably the biggest names that were on this card were the lucha brothers pentagon and phoenix obviously oh, yeah. they've got the big double or nothing event which we'll talk about later coming up they're you know former 
Impact Tag Team Champions. They've won just tons of, of titles all over the place. Giant stars on Lucha Underground. They were the... I'd say they're just stars in general yeah, now at this point. They really, they really are. They're one of probably the highest in demand teams in wrestling in general. I mean, we saw talks you know earlier this year late last year of the wwe really trying to sign them um they're a hot commodity and you know what i'm pretty sure they were the only two performers on this card featured on the poster for the event as well like giant emphasis on on them but they were i could see that that's gonna move some tickets for sure oh absolutely the um the tickets went on sale man i want to say weeks if not maybe a couple months ago and people were very much on top of that i think maybe even if my memory serves me correctly and i might be might be misremembering here i think they even had some issues maybe with the ticketing site because the pop the like the demand was so high that people were trying to get in there to get the good good seats um but those two weren't the only other high profile or at least up and coming stars that were on this uh chris ridgeway out of the uk who is just just one of those hard-nosed, just tough strikers, kind of in the same vein as Matt Riddle. He was also on the show, um, as well as a lot of really good and up-and-coming local talent as well. And we'll talk probably a little bit about them a little bit later. But um, although it's probably not the most high-profile from a talent standpoint, um, because obviously the PWG was running a show that same night, Tons of other promotions were running shows with other talent. But even with what they had, I thought the show in general was pretty entertaining. Like, I had fun. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard really fun show. I mean, that was ma- mainly the word that stuck out to me, just fun. Like, so it just sounded like good energy there. Mm-hmm. Crowd uh, seemed to be into it. I saw some clips. But, yeah, man, um, I that, you you sold me on the Lucha Bros, and then everything else from there is just like, oh, cool. Just kind of a discovery thing. So uh, looking forward to seeing if I can find some more on that night. Mm-hmm. Um, you said, in general, pretty good show. Yeah, uh, in general. the <laughs> um, the Yeah, in general, pretty fun show. It, it wasn't a show, though, without its faults. And there's a very one specific polarizing thing we'll talk about, but... Um, you know, some of the, some of the matches weren't super crisp. You know, there was matches that had some communication issues. There was some audio issues. Like there was an unannounced match between, uh, two luchadors whose names I am still trying to find because they're not published really anywhere that there was some audio issues to where the entrance music was just too loud and it was drowning out the sound of the ring announcer both in the <laughs> intros and in the the victory announcement where it's like your winner blah, 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 blah. like who <laughs> like okay guy in gold cool cool fun entertaining decent match crowd was kind of into it um there was you know a pretty extensive like start to the second half that was Kind of dragged. Uh, it was the match between Tom Lawler, Filthy Tom Lawler, and Ravenous Randy Myers. Randy Myers is amazing. He's a character. He's like Velveteen Dream level, like engaging. The crowd loves him. He likes to do this shtick where he's like basically 
he lets his whole entrance music just roll because he comes out to like at last. So uh-huh. so he's like going, he's interacting with the crowd. He's like wearing the face off some of the fans. Like it's really fun. He had a, a good bit at the beginning where he's trying to do the same thing with Lawler, but it just kind of dragged a little bit. And then the match I kind of felt was, you know, a little bit lackluster, but ended really fun with Lawler uh, choking out Myers and then having to perform CPR on him to get him to wake back up. Um, oh, jeez! But obviously the Can most... I just step in there? Yeah. Uh, Filthy Tom Lawler is one of my favorite... I don't even know what you would call. He's not, I mean, I guess athlete, but yeah. he is when he was in the UFC, that dude was so funny and they need someone like that right now. And mm-hmm. the thing, you know, all the stuff that went down with him in the UFC, yeah. uh, which now looking at it, it's like, wow, uh, UFC, maybe throw a little apology. At Tom <laughs> um, yeah. But they could use that dude. Like he, he would sell at this mm-hmm. point that dude, he might not have had, you know, um, I don't know what his record was, but yeah. he was always really entertaining and he was a character and he was someone that stood out because of that charisma. And when I saw that he started wrestling, I was like, holy shit, that's going to be awesome. That's going to work. Um, so hopefully, you know, he continues to work on his in-ring stuff mm-hmm. and gets better because I know the charisma and the personalities there. Uh, you just look at some of his UFC press conferences and his entrances and they're gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... um really just i'm just a mark for tom lawler he's he's the best he is really entertaining i think this crowd specifically when it came out was a little lukewarm on him i just kind of chalked that up to maybe unfamiliarity uh he'd been there before but i think it's been quite a while he works actually prestige wrestling out in hermiston oregon quite a bit i know he's gonna yeah i saw that that was kind of cool to me because i was like you know what he's not he's not out here demanding like hey i was a name in the ufc Mm -hmm. so uh you know i'm he's going and working places well and he's going to be at the next without a cause show too in i believe their main event against their champion chase james like he's one of those guys who's not afraid of to like work the smaller promotions despite his relatively high profile it's really cool yeah that's Um, so i think he's 35 um mm -hmm. so hopefully you know he gets he still has uh, some years ahead of him. Dude's a, an athlete, though, for sure. So yeah. um, probably takes really good care of his body, and I just hope that it does work out for him. We keep getting to see him on bigger and bigger platforms. Yeah. I also really enjoy the fact that every now and again, Brian Alvarez will come out as his, as his like, water boy, which is a really <laughs> funny gimmick. Like, he carries the banner and has, like, the, the water bucket and all the stuff. Like, you would see a custom to, like, an MMA fighter's corner person. Um, that's kind of funny, and they're also kind of a humorous tag team as well. So is he uh, is he the MLW champion right now? He is. Yeah, he's the MLW nice. champion right now. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So sorry, just had to break. That no, down. no, no. It's it's good. Shout out to Filthy Tom Lawler. Anytime I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. So like I said, the match was kind of for me lackluster, but. I thought the ending of it was was really funny. Just like Randy sprawled out on the mat, just seeming lifeless and kind of Lawler struggling with the idea of, am I going to give the, like him CPR? What's going to happen? And all the little stuff like that. Um, the All right, let's talk about this. The main event. Um, yeah. This, the reason I now, despite being whiter than the snow on Snoqualmie Pass, now have a tan, the massive amount of heat I got for my 
thoughts on this match. It was <laughs> tag team match for both the Defy Tag Team Championships and the PCW Ultra Tag Team Champions. The challengers were the American Guns, Ethan HD and Mike Santiago, two guys from uh, Tacoma, versus War Beast, which is the Almighty Sheik, Yosef Samael, and uh, Fatu. Uh, okay, so where where do I begin? I don't even know where to start with this. Well, here's the thing: you were uh, you were live tweeting the show, yep. which was awesome. I, a lot of people were able to catch up. I think uh, who was the dude, the Black Sheep? Yeah, shout, um, shout out know. to uh, shout out to the Black Sheep, Dave Turner, who's uh, yeah he I, he was able. To, he just kind of said, "Hey, you know what? There's a couple accounts that are." live tweeting the show so if you're not here check it out and yeah. so that we appreciate that and, but yeah it was cool you, you were live tweeting giving yeah. some details um that's where i kind of even was able to be like oh wow tom lawler's there or this guy's there so that was cool yeah um and you got to the last match and you know signed off and turns out uh signed off incorrectly apparently yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm so uh, oh i'm sorry um, yeah. I t- okay. So let's talk about the match first. So, yeah, yeah. um, for those who are not familiar with war beast, they've been the PCW ultra tag team champions for forever and a day. I think they might be in the triple digits, right? Like maybe even like somewhere, maybe 600, 500. I'm not familiar yeah. off the top of my head. I mean, they just, this is a tag team that once had Brody King in it as well. So um, their gimmick is that they're hyper-violent, all violence, everything. They're managed by Kevin Sullivan, if my memory serves me correctly. That's badass. It's kind of – yeah, the Taskmaster. Like it's kind of interesting, but all of their matches are under – I think it's called All Violence Goes or basically hardcore matches. If you're not familiar with that, it's kind of an important detail – not to know. So they announced... <laughs> Sounds like it. That's their whole thing. <laughs> that's, that's kind of their whole thing. So, you know, both teams come out. They do the, this is for the blah, blah, blah titles. They don't... To, from what I remember, I didn't hear them say it was any kind of stipulation match other than being a championship match. Right. So within probably about three minutes, I was trying like my best to keep time of like every match, but you know, when, when you're trying to juggle 15 things, sometimes stuff can, can <laughs> slip through. Um, I would say probably within three minutes of the match, chairs come into play. Nice. And that was the moment where I'm like, okay, so this is where this is going. Right. What proceeded was a whole lot of walk and brawl, into the crowd, a lot of uses of chairs, a lot of spots involving people just getting hit. Uh, there, there was, <laughs> there was, there was this genuinely great moment where I think it was Fatu. He had Santiago on the mat, put a chair on him, and they're like, they're not steel chairs; they're like the hard plastic chairs. Yeah. So he like puts it, kind of does a little bit of a hop over him, does a handspring, bounces off the ropes, and then I think maybe does a flip or la- at least lands on Santiago with the chair on his chest, which I'm like, oh, Man. wow, that's a cool spot. Although it's kind yeah. of like counterproductive because you're also hurting yourself in the process. <laughs> nope. But I'm like, oh, no, you nope. know all the energy transfers in wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's right. That's right. Yep. It transfers. Okay. So 
It's a lot of stuff. Now, if you're not familiar with Washington Hall itself, it's kind of a unique venue. It's a two-tiered venue with a big first floor and then like a horseshoe-shaped balcony where you can fit, you know, some people in a front row and some standing and stuff. Depending on where you are in the venue, whether you're on the first floor, in the balcony, you have to be in the right spot to see everything if stuff spills out to the outside. The shows, they dark lit the, the crowd. So if you're like in general, you know, general standing room area, if something goes to the outside, there's a good chance that the people in front of you are going to stand up because the people in front of them are standing up because the first row is standing up and you can't see what's going on. Yep. Which when you're trying to like figure out like how you feel about a match, that's kind of an important detail to have, right? I yep. can't, you, you can't say, Oh, this match was great. I guess. Cause <laughs> like, if you can't, I didn't see it. I, I didn't <laughs> see it. People were, you know, stuff was clearly happening from the balcony. I would probably say, anywhere from 35 to 45% of the match was completely unviewable for me. Now, mind you, I was originally down in GA standing because that's where I usually am because I like to take my camera. I like to take pictures, you know, that kind of stuff. I moved. Yeah, a little bit, you know. Um, (laughs) I moved up to the balcony because during the Lucha Bros match, there was like a dude who was 6'9", who like stood up and blocked out about 40% of that match for me. Was it Baron Corbin? Yeah. Seems like a Baron Corbin move. Oddly enough, Lars Sullivan. Hmm. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Um, so, again, 35 maybe percent of that match is unviewable for me. And what I'm seeing is just a lot of like walk and brawl, you know, throw people into chairs. Stuff we had kind of already seen in every match that preceded it. Every match featured at least, I think, one instance of the competitors going into the crowd at some point, whether it be for a dive, whether it be some brawling, what have you. For the chairs, we'd have seen at least one instance in it the match before. So things are going, and I'm just not really feeling the match. It feels sloppy. It feels focused. You're, you've got maybe two people in the ring, two people out in the crowd in the distance. Like everything's split. You get this competition of what do I focus on what's important what's going on and it's just distracting and just it it just didn't feel entertaining to to me there wasn't a lot of wrestling going on it was mostly just a lot of you know other stuff it sounds yeah, like ex- exactly okay. and the finish of the match is Mike Santiago I think had Fatu up on his shoulders and Ethan HD goes to the top rope with uh Almighty Sheik kind of sitting down at the bottom of the turnbuckle. Sheik turns around and blasts this giant fireball into Ethan's face, which based on his social media, it sounds like he ended up getting a first degree burn from it. Jesus. And he goes to the floor. Fatu hits his finisher. Match over. War Beast wins. So I did see the finish. That was, uh, that was pretty interesting. It was interesting. Like, it felt... It kind of hey, felt that's weird. That's a big finish, at least. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I mean, it's a it's if a. If you're going to end a match, that's probably the way to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's the biggest spot of the match. It makes sense. I wasn't really a fan of it just because it felt so random. 
Like you've got all this chair use, only chair use, mind you, nothing else is coming into play. And then just this fireball kind of out of nowhere. All right, whatever. <laughs> um, but it just, yeah, it just didn't hit me right. Like the crowd was super into it. And that's something I acknowledge. Yeah. Like the crowd was bonkers for it. But for right. me, I felt just like it could have been so much better. Now, obviously with these titles being the only titles on the show, they absolutely deserved that main event spot. And it's something I, I, it makes sense. Artie, the top champion, he's overdoing big things in the UK. Obviously, if you've got titles on the line, put them in the main event. Makes sense. But for me, having just watched a pretty good show, pretty entertaining show, it just felt like, I don't know, kind of felt just like a lackluster ending. Kind of, eh, okay, this wasn't great. Could have been better. Could have been more in the ring where people could see stuff. Cause if I'm in that spot I was in earlier, 75% of that match, I can't see. Oh yeah. That would not be good. Yeah. And, it, and then, <laughs> and then it would be even worse. Be like, okay, stuff happened, but whatever. Like why should, you know, it doesn't hit me as well. So yeah. And that, that was just how you felt. Yeah. And that was just, that was just yeah. how I felt. So yep. Post that. Cool. Whatever. Went about my day, went to Dick's, you know, I hear sometimes, you know, for, for stuff, like it's good for like prep and whatnot. Yeah. Um, didn't think of it. We got like some early feedback saying, oh, you know, it felt like an old school match where, you know, that's War Beast's gimmick, right? They're hardcore. Yeah. They're, I'm like, okay, that, that makes sense. To me, it felt like mid 2000s, like Dudley Boy, Walk and Brawl just didn't hit me right. Um, was it the next? Was it the next morning where the heat started to intensify? I've lost track of days at this point. <laughs> I think so. I think so. So, if you don't follow us at Spread Show, you probably didn't see the response that we got from one of the competitors. Well, both of the, well, two of the competitors, I should say, in the match. Yep. The first coming from Ethan HD, who um, said, "You know, the crowd was into it. Didn't deny it." There was two titles on the line and that there was a fireball. Now, valid points, right? No one's arguing that. Um, but his suggestion, I think, is actually the most interesting part of the whole conversation. Did, did you end up getting that pulled up or should I kind of? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you have it yeah, pulled up? Yeah, uh, Oh, I've got the tweets. Go, I mean, go ahead. He, he did like your tweet first. George just basically... Uh... You know, you said it was a sloppy, overbooked gimmick match that Mm -hmm. spent more time in the crowd than in the ring. Washington Hall isn't built for these matches. Crowd was into the hardcore, but terrible match to end on. Um, So, (laughs) turns out, that's not what he wanted to hear. Mm -mm. Um, No, sir. He has made a suggestion for you. Uh, Any idea, you know, uh, what that suggestion may have been? Um. Let me let, okay. Uh, let me think. Was it? Hey, I appreciate your feedback. Um, do you think you could clarify what you didn't like about the match a little more? Was that it? Close, very close. He okay. actually said the crowd was into it. There were two sets of titles on the line, and there was a goddamn fireball. Your next podcast should be you eating a bag of dicks and choking on the last one. You know. That's at real Ethan HD on Twitter. I'm, you know, I'm not any kind of like an expert on constructive criticism, but <laughs> that doesn't sound like anything I said. Like, 
I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm pretty sure I thought the feedback was, "Hey, what did you find wrong with the match?" So you're saying that I'm the the feedback was for me to choke on a bag well, of first, dicks. Hold on. Okay. During okay. the podcast, you should have a bag of dicks. Okay. And eat it. Okay. Um, so you got a, you got it. Yep. Yep. Right here. Right here. Okay. Perfect. Did you just get the bag of dicks, or did you already have that, or? I mean, it's from like the it's it's the weekend, you know. Um, that's kind of yeah. it's a, I you know I work out six cheat times day. a week. It's a cheat day, yeah. It's a cheat day. Yep. Yeah. No, I love dicks. Every time I go to Seattle, I I'll pop in, get a bag of dicks, and just kind of chill on the side like, of the road. And who? It's great. Who doesn't love coming to Seattle to get a bag of dicks? Like, yeah, it's it's well, universal. Yeah. yeah, right. It's cheap. Yeah. It's I affordable. Mean, it's fun. You know what's funny, actually, that I thought about this because I have some old employees that will that I talk to every once in a while. Back in my rental car days, mm. uh, I had a guy that didn't qualify to rent a car, unfortunately, and I had to let him know, "Hey, man, sorry, it doesn't look like you have enough money on your card. I can't get you the car." You know, mm-hmm. he was not happy about <laughs> that. Uh, so he told me to eat a bag of dicks as I as he walked out of the store, and I didn't know what to say, so I just said, "The whole bag." <laughs> <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I got out. And so I don't know if I won that argument or not, but uh, I wasn't even in Seattle at the time, so no dicks were available for me to eat. Nah. Um, but hey, man, I'm glad you got your bag of dicks. And hey, you know what? If someone says eat a bag of dicks and that's what they feel will make the podcast better, then I'm completely down with it. Yeah. Uh, we get a lot of feedback. It's people say, hey, man, your audio's weird or there's an echo mm-hmm. or what's going on with it. And I take all that into account because I want us to have a good podcast. And we're not the best. I'd love yeah. to have 5 million listeners every week uh, with Blue Chew coming out the ass. But <laughs> guess what? We don't have that yet. But we're going to work on it because we continue to get feedback. We get criticism. We're going to use it and get better. So, yeah, ex- um, exactly. When it comes to like criticism and stuff, it's always important to take a step back and analyze it and really kind of – think over, okay, what is this about? Is there any points I do need to ask for clarification? Because, you know, a lot of criticism is actually really helpful, right? It's there. I mean, obviously there's stuff like you suck. I'm like, oh, okay. I can't, can't can't do much with that, but it's always important that with criticism, there comes, comes that conversation of, okay, I see your point. Let me ask, let me try to, to get a better perspective. Right. And, that unfortunately in the world of professional wrestling and professional wrestling fandom is becoming less and less of an occurrence. I think you put it really well the, the other day when we were talking about the situation. We've gotten into this habit of if you're not talking trash about the WWE, you're wrong. If you're tra- talking trash about the indies, you're wrong. It's almost to the point where you can't just comment on something and also enjoy it at the same time. <laughs> yeah for sure like uh, that's that's not fun like it's just the whole experience was was really weird because like i didn't feel like you know the criticism was that bad i mean obviously I, I've, I've gone back looked it over kind of you know thought about the match i'm like okay well am i am i going a little too hard on that because when we were talking about like the previous takeover and i I said I didn't think like the Matt Riddle Velveteen Dream match was good. I've kind of hemmed and hawed it since and be like, well, you know, maybe I was a little bit wrong on that. Maybe I'm yeah. being a little too overcritical of that stuff. And it's stuff you internalize, right? But it's important that 
we have those conversations, right? Because if you're just throwing out something like, oh, you should eat a bag of dicks. Well, that's not conversation. That's deflection. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, obviously, he's just like, whatever. I don't – I like. I mean, and, he got a lot of compliments on the yeah. match probably. So he's probably like, look, all these people love the match. I heard the crowd. The crowd seemed to like the yeah. match. And, but come on, it's one person – on a Twitter account and he lost his shit. And you know what? Hey, that's fine. Defend your work because you're the one that's putting your ass on the line. Exactly. You took a goddamn fireball to the face. I don't blame him for being mad, but at the same time, uh, you know, he could have been like, look, man, sorry. You didn't like the match, but, uh, it sounded like everyone else did. So, well, and, and that's kind of the, the route his tag team partner, Mike Santiago went with, he quote tweeted us and said, well, you know, you can't please everyone. You know, and then I think he proceeded to call me some like sad loser. But he kind of followed no, it up. No, he. Uh, I think he said that. Oh, they call. Uh, oh, yeah. He said that happiness eludes the author constantly, which it didn't seem like. It seemed like you were yeah. having fun for the rest of the. <laughs> but, um, it, yeah, but weird. but he and I thought he kind of cleverly followed it up by saying shameless plug for likes because I'm like okay yeah. that's kind of it's clever and I even commented on it and stuff I was like all right that's clever and I gave him the you're all right buddy gif and <laughs> and whatnot but it's it is really interesting there is just so much focus on the negativity like I, I understand out of like the 13 tweets on the defy fire hashtag that that match got my tweet definitely sticks out like a sore thumb, especially since it's like one of the top tweets now related to that, to that hashtag. It's like, I understand. Right. But it kind of misses the fact that I praised a lot of what happened on that show. Like yeah, Guillermo, it was overall pretty good show. Guillermo Rosas and Travis Williams probably put on one of the best heel versus heel matches I've seen there. Like they're both young, young fellas. they Looked fantastic. Breakout performance for Williams. Praised. I praised Defy for finally booking a women's match in Washington Hall. Something they basically gave up on doing after Nicole Matthews got herself banned from the United States. So there was a lot of good things in there, but there was so much focus from them and from... Oh, shout out to Danica. Is it Dana, Danica Delarogue? Yeah, shout out to her for getting yeah. uh, getting that tryout with the WWE. I thought it was great. I, I really enjoyed their match. I love how Sloan came in to kind of mix things up, you know, kind of set up a story to where there'll be a match down the road. Like, it was fun, and it's great. Cat power, fantastic. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, yeah. There was definitely let's get back to the hate mail. Yeah, let's get back to the hate mail because that's what people love. People love the heat. Yeah. Um, but so it, here's what I think. You know, here's what would have happened uh, because Ethan did when I you know asked him about it. I was like, you know, was, for me it was like uh, he when he's saying that there's two sets of titles on the line. There was a fireball and the crowd was into it, and it's like, okay, look, man, people. That the match has to be seen and watched and be like, okay, this is a good match. Just because things happened on paper doesn't mean it was a good match, right? Yeah. So if you tell me, hey, this is going to be a ladder match and we're going to have a three chairs in the ring and someone's going to jump off the ladder and an announcer is going to take a bump, and I don't watch the match and I'm like, well, that doesn't sound great. It sounds very interesting. And somebody gets pissed at me. I'm not going to be like, well, what? What do you want? So. Yeah. Um, well, a lot of it's the execution in match, and um, he actually 
you know, respond to that in a completely different way. And I was like, well, this is different because, you know, I say that and he, he uh, said the crowd was into or wait. Nope. Sorry. That's the bag of dicks. Hold on. <laughs> you get out of the bag of dicks. Uh, it's he said, hard to do. Uh, <laughs> he said, I made two valid points. Why it should have should have main evented and pointed out the crowd loved it. And I was like, yeah, makes sense. There you go. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, uh, he's a little, little different on some of the, the criticism, but Hey, you know what? The bottom line is we've, we're not like some published official record of wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know why, why it matters to uh, people so much. Like we're essentially just putting it out there saying, Oh yeah. It's just like any other tweet where someone's like, Hey, that was a really good match. Um, we're not he also kind of subtweeted like yeah um saying if you're a wrestling journalist or journalist and you're allowed to criticize my work you can't be offended when i criticize yours Uh i don't think we were offended by anything no i certainly wasn't i was just kind of marveling at it uh also not a wrestling journalist or a journalist at all uh so i don't think we've ever presented ourselves like that Um, i mean i mean hey you know that is in general yeah he's right he should be able to criticize it. He didn't really criticize us. He just told us uh, what we should be eating. Yeah. Um, which that's about it. But which, you know. which also is kind of funny because he's a vegan. So I don't know how the bag of dicks plays into that. Like if there's there's vegan bags of dicks, like Do you they know. have like a tofu option. We should we should reach out and ask because I'd be very yeah. interested. Now, in, yeah, ask dicks. It's, it's very important to know that, you know, we there's, you know. We we don't harbor any ill feelings against either of the guns, like or no. Ethan specifically. Like, it's it's a conversation. You know, I've seen both of those guys, both individually and in tag teams, put on some really good matches, really fun matches. Their match against and that's going to go into your. You know, if you're talking about another match you see and it wasn't as good, you're probably like, oh, it wasn't as good as the last one, yeah. right? Like they had a great match against Mustache Mountain, like back a while ago. Like I know that their work was good. Obviously, not everything's going to hit for everyone. There's negative reviews for Avengers Endgame, which is a fantastic movie. Like, No, the movie sucked. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, look at Game of Thrones right now. It's getting yeah. completely crushed. Um, and, you know, it just depends. And then, you know, it's the sad thing is what I hate is I'm fine with that, dude. You know, it's it's him. Yeah. And it's his work. So. Makes but sense. It's like other people that have to come out and defend. The yeah. Rest. It's like, look, man, he can he can help himself. Um, but I also want to give a shout out to some people that, you know, just had some things to say. Um, the dude on Twitter, it's at I, sorry if I'm saying this wrong. It's at Rutgert, R-U-T-G-U-R-T. Um, he responded to the tweet and was like, all War Beast matches are pure chaos mm-hmm. that go all over the place. They've built their name on those types of matches. If you book War Beast, you know what kind of match it's going to be. And then he said, in my opinion, it's supposed to be a throwback to old school hardcore. It's supposed to resemble mm-hmm. an all-out brawl that's out of control. It's iconic to War Beast. All their matches are like this. That's yep. educational. Yeah, that that's makes good. Complete sense. Like, that's how you do it. Yeah, and <laughs> so, and, and that's yeah. that's one of those key details. Again, I think that potentially could have been lost on the crowd because when they came out, the reaction wasn't overtly like they got kind of oh cool like i didn't listening i didn't feel like the crowd was overly familiar with that either so and but it's a very good detail to have and it definitely is one of those things it's like okay 
no, that's good to know. That makes that makes more sense of what transpired, right? And that's kind of information you can go back and be like, okay, well, let me reevaluate this. Let me see if this hits a different way, knowing that that's their style. Yeah. So uh, it's it's funny. Everything about it was funny, and I think that uh, I mean, even people like try to get in and say they're like, "Your live tweeting of the shows is boring and lacks any entertainment." I'm like, okay, thank you. We'll try yeah. to try to fix that. And and I'm the <laughs> I'm, I'm the, going to tell you to go purchase a bag of dicks. Yeah, and I'm the first one to admit that like one of the big reasons I stopped doing like the live tweets for New Japan was because I didn't feel like the quality and the entertainment value was staying at a standard I really well, liked because those were amazing. Well, and we had a lot of people uh, like those. <laughs> well, I felt, I felt a little bad because I, I always want to try to strike the, the balance between letting people know what's happening and giving the Not performers being a regurgitator. Yeah. And giving the performers the attention they deserve. Like these guys, these, these men, women and everything, you know, beyond and in between, they, all these folks go out there, put their bodies on the line for who knows how long just to entertain some dork like myself, and they deserve to have that attention, right? It's not being stuck yeah. in your phone during the whole thing. So it, I agree. Like even you know, reading over the tweets from Friday, I'm like, ah, oh, that joke could have been no, funnier. That guy was just like he thought he could hop on the train. He's a mark and whatever. <laughs> Good for him, but yeah. I don't really give a shit what um, he says. I think um, I think but... what we're really burying though is. Uh, burritos also got shot on in the process oh my god what is that guy's problem everyone loves burritos that's that's one thing i will get pissed about if you come at me with fuck burritos then we're gonna have problems i will find you um and that guy really uh he's he stepped on a pile of thumbtacks with that one yeah um um what did he say hold on so he said, I'm sorry, I'd rather watch a hardcore match than watch a match where someone uses a burrito wrapped in barbed wire. <laughs> it's – all right. So for those who aren't aware, it's a subtle dig at Seattle's other big wrestling promotion, 3-2-1 Battle, who had a match a couple months ago. I can't remember the date, but it was a death match for the 3-2-1 Solid Steel Championship between champion at the time, Steve West, and Christina Von Erie. Right there, there was two things you don't really see in this area. One, a death match, and two, an intergender death match. So, it was a subtle dig. I get it. He's trying to bring them into the fold when they don't, they really shouldn't be there. It's it's weird. <laughs> He's a... Uh... Um, I believe his name's Captain Badass. Uh, oh. So the the main thing here I want to do is apologize for not actually uh, eating a bag of dicks on yeah. the show. We felt like that would mess with the audio a little bit. But we did. We did. Jim, uh, you had the bag of dicks ready yeah. to go. Yeah. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for the feedback from Ethan. Hey, you know what? We may disagree on the match. I'm not mad at you for your response. Nope. I'm sure you're pissed at us and you don't really give a shit. Um, but... I hope you have a long, great career and you make a shit ton of money, man. That's all. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, my interactions with him has been limited. He seems like a nice guy outside of the ring. Again, no hard feelings. Thanks for the feedback. It is what it is. Can't be what it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, that's not going to stop us from saying a match is good or bad going the f- into the uh, future here. So if you do not like when someone says a match is bad, 
uh, probably just mute us or block us. Yeah, I mean, there's... I know there's a lot of fans out there that cannot handle um, anything being judged less than five stars, but uh, yeah. we just can't do it. Plenty, plenty of sources for self validation. You know, if you don't like our opinions, that's fine. We're okay. Or, yeah. or here's one: you can go on Twitter. And you can go ahead and type out what you feel about the match and tweet that out. How about that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Big, big move right there. I'm just telling you. Yeah. We're not the only ones allowed to do this. So, no. you know. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad we were able to contribute to Divide is getting even more out there with some <laughs> angry tweets and just really happy to be a part of the Pacific Northwest, the yeah. wrestling scene. Mm-hmm. Um, we should move on. Yeah. Uh, because that was really fun, but you know, things burn out so fast on Twitter at this point. Who oh, cares? absolutely. <laughs> Where do you want to go from here? Should we talk a little WWE? You know, yeah, it's let's always do it. on, on my mind. It's in the, in my heart. That's my main promotion. That's mm-hmm. who I watch the most. Um, and I got to tell you, I've sent some tweets or some, uh, DMs to you. Ooh, yeah. I'm, it's it's bad right now. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Uh, I <sighs> will fight with you on <laughs> any topic regarding WWE most of the time. Yeah. Um, and you, you and your indie Mark friends, yeah, will uh, decide to you know make up fake numbers to show things that happen that aren't happening. <laughs> um, I'll do that every time. But right now, the bottom line is that whole company sucks. It's not good. No, it's not good. <laughs> How do you suck from top to bottom? I'm not talking about the talent. I'm talking about the company, the corporation. The and I'm not talking like you know the corporate ministry. I'm talking <laughs> WWE, um, their creative team, their ownership, their production. Everything is. I don't know. It, it's not. Has it been worse ever? I don't think it's at least creatively been this rough to watch since maybe the new era. That's so what, what do we call this era? This is just a terrible era. (laughs) I think this is the mysterious confused era. Maybe that's the name for it. Like the confused era. Cause it, man, every time I watch something, it feels like the panic button is just being slammed onto the point where it's stuck. Like, where do, where do we uh, even start? It feels like Vince um, has taken more control. Mm-hmm. So he's essentially, like, he's had the reins, but at this point, like, he's kicked everyone off the carriage. And yeah. he's just driving this at this point. Um, he, he's not only... he's like, they're like, Vince, no, you can't go left. That's a swamp. There's 50 alligators. And he's like, I don't give a damn. And he's just, he's going straight to the alligators. And yeah. uh, everyone's going to die. Yeah, and he's he's not only driving it, but he's also kicked like the the horse is pulling the carriage out and it's actually just pulling it himself. <laughs> yeah, so that I mean I really do feel like that's the number one thing going on right now. He's a little bit involved, but it, he's even on screen yeah. a little bit now, which is an extended on screen for him. Usually it's just, you know, the after mm-hmm. uh, after mania for a couple weeks maybe or a show or two. Brave shots. And he's still popping in and it's like it it's not the same, man. Like, it doesn't work. Um, and there's no one that 
if he's going to be out there, he needs someone that's consistently opposing him. Yeah. Uh, he needs someone that is like acting as that disruptor of corporate uh, bullshit. I don't know. You know, yeah. they, they like, I don't want to say an Austin figure, but someone that is anti company, you know, someone yeah. that's pushing the envelope. Um, and they don't have anything like that. It's really weird. And everyone's just kind of, they're out there and they're, they have storylines and they're boring and they yeah. don't make sense. So, well, and it, we and had it, superstar shakeup. Oh too, right? no. Yeah. It moved around. People were moved back uh, and forth. People's names were changed. Yeah. Um, this all coming off the heels of what was, I would say a pretty good WrestleMania. Entertaining. Entertaining, entertaining for sure. Uh, um, you, you come out of WrestleMania. If I were to tell you before Mania, we're going to have Kofi as the champion. We're going to have Seth Rollins as a champion. We're going to have Becky Lynch as a champion. Brock Lesnar is going to be kind of out of the picture. Um, Ronda's going to be out of the picture. That's what we got going forward. How would you have felt? I would have been really surprised. I would yeah. have I would have figured Lesnar probably would still be in the in the picture. I would figure Ronda would be in the picture, not holding the title, but would be there. Um, Kofi, but, you know, and you got Kofi's champion. I mean that that was great, was like, nice. Yeah, oh that was God. that so match, good. great. Um, and I was like looking at that, like we got two champions now that can put on incredible matches Two, <laughs> three. I mean, I with mean, Becky getting a, a fan reaction, even, I mean, at least, especially in the case of Kofi and, and Becky, you have two of the most organically over people that the company has had in years, like maybe since Daniel Bryan and like WrestleMania 30, like yep. it was so organic and their wins were just fantastic and then you know that night you're like oh man this is i mean the train's gonna really get rolling now because they got lesnar out of the picture they've got uh, they got all the the momentum in the world and then they just ran right into a brick wall like (laughs) (laughs) and you know what's sad is that becky and kofi are gonna bear the brunt yeah of what's happening And and they already are yeah i don't look at like the ratings or anything like that as much but I'm just looking at the overall momentum of the product, and this is not a good time to be the WWE champion or be a champion in general um, because they're overseas, I believe. Yep. Um, you know, Money in the Bank's coming up, which is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's always That'll fun. kind of spark some things, but they need Money in the Bank. Like, yeah. They really need it. Um, I don't know. what Kevin Owens is back. Uh, kind of. That's cool. Yeah. Um, Bray Wyatt's really the best thing. Oh, Bray Wyatt's so We've good. Seen that happened before, though. Yeah. That's what worries me. Is like, this is cool. And you start looking at all these things like, oh, what could it be? Could it be this? Could it be that? There's a lot of unanswered questions, right? Yeah. Uh, we've had that with Bray before. Oh, yeah. Those mm. questions were never answered. Yeah. Now he's a different character. <laughs> <laughs> Yowie oh. wowie. Um. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, the big dog's back and. You know, Being, some of the the shine is worn off. Would you say? Really worn off, and they're. It looks like they're going to try to put him in that Austin against authority position. I think again, and it's probably going to go over about as well as a fart in church. So, yeah, I don't know. 
it's tough. we're back to not getting I mean, Roman but, over. But they they do have some positives. I think Sami Zayn's work has been really fun. Like him yes. being like, oh, you guys. Ironically, by the way, figuring what we just previously talked about. Oh, you fans, you're overly critical and you don't enjoy the moment. Like that's been really fun. I think it's some of his best promo work he's done so far. Um, once Daniel Bryan gets back, he's been, oh man, Daniel Bryan's been so good over the last few months. Like they, you know, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Viking War Raider experience team. Like they've got the pieces there. It's just not connecting for some reason. Yeah. Um, there's, I don't know. It's like, I think these crowds have moved on like, okay, now who do we get? How yeah. do we get someone else's over, you know, or someone else? So maybe it'll be Ricochet or someone else. But, uh, yeah, we got to figure out a way to get some momentum for these champions right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Biggie's out. So yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> he's, and he's uh, he's got his own priorities now that are actually amazing. <laughs> trying yeah, trying to hook up fun. with Mama Lynch. <laughs> and we're not talking about Marshawn's mom. No, no, no. The, um, the Ma. Yeah. So, and you talked about Daniel Bryan. He is back, right? So he's he been won the. I thought he won the tag team titles. Yeah, he he and Rowan won the tag team titles, and they're already hinting at at some fun things with that. I think their next program's probably going to be with Heavy Machinery, which is okay. You know, they're kind of fun. No. Oh. oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! How dare you? Not a fan. How <laughs> dare you say anything bad about Heavy Tucker and Otis? Yeah, it'll be it'll be something, but. Um, and then, yeah, you don't have Sasha either. She's wherever. Like, that whole situation's a topic way too big to discuss right. here. People, like, I mean, yeah. People want to leave. Knows? She may be wanting out. She may be working everyone. Who knows? The Usos went from the Uso Penitentiary to the Uso Joke Shop. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. And Dash and Wilder. Or wait, no, Dash and Dawson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Dash and Dawson just being put through the ringer here. God, and they're, st- uh, and they're still doing great work, too. That's the best part is they're getting yeah. handed some garbage and they're handling it so well. I mean, it's so it's just bad. Yeah. It, you know what? It's fine. I don't yeah. want to talk about WWE too much anymore, but Money in the Bank, I am excited. Yeah, I am uh, too. I did see some of the contestants, um, mm-hmm. like the list, and I've been trying to analyze it a little bit. Um, but ugh. <laughs> I don't know. I, cause money in the bank's such a promising event every year, every year. Um, it's like, this could really change things and make something exciting and make someone awesome. And I don't know. I don't know if I am super into it right now. I, I'm not sure if I am either. Like the men's match seems great. You got Braun, Ricochet, Drew, Baron, Finn, Ali, Andre and, and Randall. That's going to be fun. The women's match is really interesting because it's – I don't know where they're going to go with Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa, who's apparently good to go now in the ring, you know, Mandy, Ember, Carmella, and, and Bailey. It's it's a lot of interesting stuff where I'm like, okay, this is this is cool. This is fun. Who do you want to see uh, in that men's Money in the Bank? Who do you want to see grab that briefcase? I want to see Ali grab it. I yeah, think that would be, be great. He's – such a good role model and he's such a great character and he's a guy great worker great worker and he's one of those people you can look at and be like wow this this guy he's a he's a face of the company like he's a guy you put on the the press tours he's the one that can 
get maybe those fans who aren't as engaged or kind of fell out new fans like it would be good it's been a long time since i think we've had a true baby face win that i think well baron won it but i don't really know if you'd consider him to be a true baby face he might <laughs> land kind of in that in between stake but ollie would create i like balor as well because the the whole balor two belts idea is kind of fun yeah. but I'd, I'd rather see a non-champion win it though I um I mean it's Drew McIntyre's gonna win it right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Yeah, I could see Drew winning it, and then maybe like I don't know how you get. It seems organic for him to get it and then cash it in when Roman gets a tit- the title back at some point. I feel like he's gonna cash it in on Kofi to get some heat on him, and then Roman's gonna take it off him somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that that actually makes a lot of sense. Easiest way to do it. They already took care of the Kofi thing, and so it's like, all right, now I'm Vince McMahon. I want Drew McIntyre to uh, be the champion or whatever. I mean, it gets some heat on him, but you're just looking at another situation where the crowd's going to be booing McIntyre. They're going to be booing Roman, Mm. and it's going to (laughs) suck. Yeah. Although I'm really excited for the tease of Baron Corbin getting really close to getting the briefcase again because his. His run was so bad as the winner yeah. last time that it that'd be a fun little like oh ho he's gonna do it again and then he again yep. falls short like Cena puts well, on I am Cena excited for the ricochet uh, oh right man he he's gonna die like <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna jump off the top of the ladder like do like a shooting star and get close to just breaking his neck and we're all gonna love it and it's gonna be so fun. God, yeah. Um, You know I want Randy Orton to win this. Um, No, I don't have to go through any of that. Yeah, but for me, it's Orton, uh, and I'd say probably Finn. Finn would be cool. Yeah, be really fun to have the the belt, the title, and see if maybe McIntyre does get the title. Have Finn cash in on him and and beat him. That'd be fun. That'd be really fun. Uh, The women's. Honestly, I just want Carmella to win it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> win it actually for this <laughs> this time. Yeah. Um, I don't – I mean, she was great. She was so good with yeah. it. Um, Alexa Bliss, awesome. I'd, I'd love her, her to win it. Ember Moon, no, not interested. Dana Brooke, don't really want to see her wrestle too much. I like her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natalia, definitely, please, God, no. Yeah. I like Natalia, but I don't want to watch her matches as much. Naomi would be – she could do some interesting things yeah. as far as the briefcase. Oh, really... man. The light-up briefcase. Oh, oh, my God. That'd be great. That'd Sell be it. I'll buy one. Yeah. Uh, Bailey is flat for me right now. Mandy Rose, not there yet. No. I I would really like to see Bailey win it because I thought when they had Bailey go over to SmackDown and kind of have that encounter with Charlotte – uh, and Becky, where she was kind of showing some attitude, like kind of like toughening up. I thought that was so cool. I was like, oh, they're finally going to give Bailey a a good strong run where she doesn't look like the, you know, the typical baby face. Like, oh, no, my friend betrayed me. What happened? Like that kind <laughs> of like just, you know, the brain fart of what what just happened? Oh, no. Someone's entrance music like I would love to see that. And you get that whole run of her building up and building up. And you, you could even do stuff like with car, like they did with Carmela where she gets close to doing it and something gets in her way, or there's always people going after her to keep her from doing it. Um, 
But it, I, again, I don't know where this lies. Maybe Bliss. Maybe they use this as the opportunity to bring her back in a full sense. But she won last year. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of it. That could be just a good vehicle to get someone uh, elevated. So that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to that match. I mean, obviously, Rollins versus Styles, oh. I'm hoping, delivers. I just need it to deliver. Please let it yes. deliver. <laughs> give, it, give it all the time it needs. Put it in the main event if that's the case. Just let it be a banger, man. Just let it yeah. be the best match we've seen. Let it be a match that Johnny Gargano goes, God damn it. Now I got to step up my game. Like, <laughs> like, uh, it's got so much potential and I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I always like money in the bank, even though it should be in Vegas every year. I just want to throw that. Yeah. Out that, that's actually, yeah, that actually should be the case. Um, Hey, Outside of WWE, kind of transitioning over, uh, Dean Ambrose is gone, but John Moxley has made an appearance. Yeah, the Mox, <laughs> baby. Uh, any news on what's going on with him? Not a word. Um, really? I thought he booked, got booked for something. He got booked for like an MMA wrestling TV show. That's yeah, not you know, it's not wrestling, but it involves to a certain extent. Like he's gonna, I think he's. If I remember correctly, I think he's going to play a wrestler who has a match with a cage fighter at some point or something like that. Kind of like what they did in Rocky. Um, But yeah, that's kind of his first gig. But we haven't really heard any word as to what he'll be doing from a wrestling perspective. We know that he's, you know, in his promo video, he had the barbed wire wrapped hand, which is not the same as a burrito wrapped in barbed wire. So I don't know where nope. folks stand on that. Yeah, um, well, we'll find out. We'll find out eventually, yeah. But it kind of maybe hints to going back to the hardcore CZW deathmatch days. I don't know. There's just there's so much mystery wrapped in what's going on. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for him, man. He, uh, he was pretty boring there at the end. Yeah. And he just wasn't. He probably, I mean, he was sitting there like, I think he's sitting there looking at it just like we're looking at it. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Here? <laughs> well, and um, and like he like he said on that podcast he did with Hawkins and Ryder, like, you know, he's one of those types who loves the art. You know, there are those types that love to show up and get paid, and then there are folks like him. And he's definitely a guy that seems to to be the type of like I want to do something really creative. And frankly, the WWE was just not giving him anything to really you know, be creative with. Yeah. I mean, I really miss those days where he won that money in the bank briefcase, cash it in. That was, he was like that. That's what they need right now is that mm-hmm. guy, the crazy guy that will just do whatever. Like you never know when he'll show up, what he'll do. Um, and, you know, he well, was the lunatic, but he enjoyed that role and it was chaotic and it was fun mm-hmm. and you wanted to see him win. Yeah. And that was great. And you forget that he was like what drafted like, I don't know, third or first in the, yeah. that first draft or whatever. So, um, and, and he had yeah. that, he had that, if I, if my memory serves me, he had that pretty fun feud with Rollins post shield where he was like bringing down like a hot dog cart and bursting out yep. of giant oversized like presents and stuff. Like he was doing some really fun stuff at some point, but his return Start out mildly hot and then just fell off a cliff. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Well, um, one of the places he could go would be All Elite Wrestling. Mm. Um, them boys down there in Jacksonville. Them boys. So, <laughs> what uh, what are you hearing? Because we were very close. Yep. And we've got some stuff finalized. We got StarCast 2. Yep. Um, it's just, it's going to be the greatest experience of my life i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah and i'm i i mean you don't understand the cabanas are set up oh the vip bottle service ready to go multiple clubs we've got uh entire pool reserved um you know the helicopter ready to go so that we can get from place to place no problem exactly the limo service from the airport everything's ready they got the caviar champagne on ice it's going to be a nice time. We got, I think, so. got got jaw rule on the speed dial. You know, jaw rule on speed dial to get a festival set up for us. So everything's looking like it's going to go according to plan. Yeah, it's. I, I'm. I don't know if I'm more excited for the experience for myself or if I'm more excited for the experience for you and and Aunt and everyone else that's going <laughs> with us because I went to the you know I went to all in and I had the ability to to experience that but this is similar but on such a bigger scale in a like one of the craziest cities in the world like it's going to be so overwhelming i can already tell it is you're going to be lost you're going to be so lost i'm not going to let you sleep no nope. i'm going to be like jim can you please come over to this craps table and help me out and you're going to be like, for what? I'm going to say, sorry, can't talk, need help. And you're just going to have to come over there. And then uh, nothing's going to happen. I'll just be gambling. Just, just, <laughs> just, what What do you need help with? Uh, can you stack these chips for me? Okay, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I've already worked out a little bit of, of a schedule for myself. You're going to a lot of events. You yeah. Actually, actually have planning. I can, you know, divert from my plan at any time. The only thing I know for sure is I will be at double or nothing, and I will be at a bar before that, uh, and I will be out on the strip afterwards. That's and, a guarantee. And I definitely know at some point in the night I'm gonna have to post bail money. So yes, it's 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 very apparent. Yeah, my schedule like because I've got the gold wristband, of course, for Starcast because I want to go see you know Papa Meltzer. I know it's Mother's Day, but you know, shout out to the fathers out there too, um, especially <laughs> if they don't call. Um, but I mean, yeah, my schedule is overwhelming. I've got some, you know, I'm doing very much the fan mark thing where I'm setting up meet and greets. So like with Joey Janela, with Adam page, with the gorillas of destiny, um, really have a chance to talk with Tama over social media stuff. That'll be fun. Um, oh, yeah. Ask him how you would have handled your situation. Yeah. I'm actually, I think I'm actually going to do that. I think that would be fun. That's great. Um, but yeah, and then there's a few others. There's a mystery one I have set up that I'm not telling involved who uh, to kind of. Is su- it the Invisible Man? Damn it! <laughs> do it. Should we edit that out? Frick! I really that one. Look, I'm not going to do any meet and greets, but I seriously considered that one. God damn it! <laughs> I'm looking forward to those pictures. Surprise ruined. No, it's off. I'm canceling it. Frick. <laughs> no. Um, so you've got a, a litany of incredible uh, performers. You'll be doing the meet and greet. Yeah. I mean, that's going to take up a lot of time, right? Like those are lines and. 
Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of a lot of bouncing around because I think the Janela one, it's Janela and Penelope Ford. I think that goes right up against the Adam Page one, and then I think even later in that day, I may try to meet Orange Cassidy, Mance Warner, Session Moth Martina, just oh. just all the you know the world fancies Martina, and it's really yeah. hard not to go over and I be look like. Forward hey. to seeing her out on the strip. Uh, oh, I just want to go out. With Martina, have a couple of drinks. She can come to the one of the bottle service gimmicks we got going on. So definitely excited to, to meet her. As like I told you before, I'm definitely going to meet Chris Jericho out there. <laughs> have a couple yeah boys, as he calls them. Um, so very excited yeah. about all. I'll be doing my own meet and greet. Yeah, you really, you really will be. Um, but yeah, and then, of course, there's panels and stuff. The official weigh-in, which I'm going to try to live tweet um, for us. That'll be tough because I'm sure everyone else will be doing it and the cell service will suck, you know, cause it's, I think it's really bad. It's really bad in Vegas. Oh yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it's, and a lot of those stuff is that stuff is happening at Caesar's palace, you know, which as most people know, it's parking lot played host to WrestleMania nine. So there's some more history there. Um, yep. yeah, it's just so overwhelming. The panels seeing dad, um, trying to get a picture with him. I'm really trying to get a picture with Dave. Like, that's that's up there between him and meeting Tama. Like that's that's on the list. Um, yeah, those are awesome. But yeah, just so much, just absolutely so much going on. It's going to be chaos, and I love it. I'm so excited. Um, Sasha and I have been talking about it for a while. We got our shirts, we got our March yeah. shirts ready to go, and that's um, that's I, oh my god, and my gimmick. I mean, we didn't. Talk oh about no, the gimmick. Else. I mean. I'll I'll be posting pictures. I don't want to give it all away like the yeah. Invisible Man gimmick, but God, I so... do have. I will be having a mustache, so there you go. <laughs> so mad about that Invisible Man thing now. Oh, <laughs> um, let's talk about the actual event. Yeah, double or nothing. That's. I mean, that's what we're here for. That's why we're going. Yeah, uh, I probably would have found a way to make it to Vegas either way, but <laughs> yeah. that's going on. So I definitely made it. Um, that's going to be dragging me out of the top level suite in the Cosmo. Yep. What should I be looking for when I go to Double or Nothing? There's, there's a lot to, to be looking forward to. It's a, you know, eight match card with two of the matches being on the quote unquote pre-show. Um, man, I don't even know where to to go. Like to start, there's Let's just start. Some... What's on the pre-show? Because so, that's going to be televised, right? From, I think they announced something. Someone's going to be streaming. I don't remember. Yeah, I, but, ITV uh, in the UK is going to have it available oh, for okay. purchase. Right. And then, you know, something in the US, probably Fight or, you know, whatever. So the pre-show, um, it has the 21-person Casino Battle Royal with the winner getting a shot at the AEW World Championship, which will, I'm assuming, be decided at some point, maybe later in the night. Yeah. Um, the competitors announced at least are Sonny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier, uh, Brian Pillman Jr., Sunny Days, MJF, Janela, the best friends, Dustin Thomas, who, if you're not familiar, is the wrestler from Joey Janela's Spring Break who didn't have any legs and became one of those stars like Marco Stunt. Just Janela just put him out there. Massive star now. And then uh, a TB, TBA, someone unannounced. Nice. Um, I'm pumped. Uh, yeah. I, I really want to see Brian Pillman Jr. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it'll be really fun to see him. And it's a really interesting setup for the match because they're releasing people in waves. So it's not just like everyone gets in. It's like they go like 5-5-5 five, five, five or whatever. And then the last person, Lucky 21, is comes out by themselves. So there's even an opportunity there for a big reveal, which is interesting. It'll be... Yeah, I need a big reveal. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I want to see how it plays out. But they could bring someone in um, and put them in that title shot range yep. and have them, but I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want that. I think I, I'd like to just see them put one of their, one of their younger guys or yep. an up and coming star over and let's put them in the title match and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other match is a singles match. Uh, it's Kip Saban versus Sammy Guevara. I haven't gotten a chance to see a lot of Kip's work. I hear he's fantastic, though, from from folks I've talked to. Sammy Guevara, I've seen in person. Boy, howdy, he's great. Yeah, that's uh, another guy I'm really looking forward to. So um, that do you think that'll kick it off? Or that's pre-show, right? Yeah, that's pre-show. And I, I do think that'll be the I do think that'll be the kickoff match. If they run with the same kind of formatting they did with All In, All In opened with MJF versus Matt Cross. So I think a, were a lot of people there like right away. Oh yeah, for the pre-show. Okay, good. Oh yeah, the house was packed like for the pre-show. Like, awesome. if my memory is right, I think it was pretty close to full. Nice. Yeah, that's good. I wonder how Vegas will affect that. I mean, the good news is everyone's probably already there, like mm-hmm. on the strip, so they're you know five minutes away or whatever. The bad news is you can get caught up, you know, at some crazy ass bar. Or you can be, you know, on a heater, yep. and it's like, oh, I can't leave now, and then it's yeah. So or you're, we'll see or how that affects it, but I think the location is going to make it easier for people yeah. to get there. Hopefully, they have no issues with ticketing and stuff. But yeah, um, oh, yeah, the MGM that place. I mean, they host some of the biggest events mm-hmm. out there, so shouldn't that be an issue? No, it'll be a. It'll definitely be a venue that's well equipped to handle an event like this. So. Um, Let's get into the main card, which every yes. match, like every match, it looks really good. Um, let's start up with uh, Adam Page versus the Bastard Pac. This isn't like opening the show, right? Or is it? Um, you know, with with like, because I'm looking at the stuff on Wikipedia. They don't have like yeah, yeah. the rundown, just but okay. yeah, just a list. This um, could open the show technically yeah. uh, because it's so awesome. <laughs> I mean, we've seen that with like AJ Styles. We saw it at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does get things going, but well, I don't and, know. It, and does it's that run the risk of blowing up the crowd. It's hard to say because it's when you look at the matches that they have lined up. So they do have the AAA World Tag Team Title Championship match later on. So I think that that might end up main eventing because that would make sense, right? It's the only title on the show. It's a high profile match. Um, Not if Jericho and Kenny are the for the title. That's true. That's a possibility as well. Um, but this is also a match that could be for a, a surprise announcement as well for the title. Because yep. we've we've heard in that original press conference page being like, I want to be the world champion. And, you know, you've got a champion with Pac coming in. He's got the Dragon Gate title still. So it's one you could open a show with, but I think would probably be better served later in the show. Um, yeah. because it does run the risk of completely, cause that, that match is going to be bonkers. That's going to be like Ricochet, Will Ospreay from Bosa, like a couple years ago. It's going to be just 
nuts. So that runs the, I do think that runs the risk of kind of blowing up the crowd early, but it's going to be a great match. So I'm, it's, it's going to be incredible. I mean, when I saw Neville Austin Aries yeah. at uh, Mania, where we used to, we were there too. Yeah. When we were, when we saw that, that was an incredible match. Um, so it just shows like it does. He doesn't have to be in the main event. Yep. You're going to get a main event quality match out of, out of Pac and Adam Page. I mean, same thing. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely. So I, I don't know what to expect here. I just, it, I'm just going to be on my feet probably the whole time. <laughs> Or on the floor, depending on how many margaritas you've had before the show. <laughs> uh, so, the, uh, who do you think wins this? The fans. Yes, that's I th- number one. I think the sure. fans. I, I think Pac should win because I really love the the story they've been doing with Paige being out of shape and stuff. Even though he's like <laughs> in phenomenal shape, um, I love that idea. Like, even I don't know if you saw the clip from when him and the Rhodeses were hanging out at like draft day for Jacksonville, like Brandy and Cody are in the foreground trying to talk and you can see Paige running wind sprints behind him, like on the turf <laughs> and stuff. And he does like a flip at one point and Cody's just like, God, he's so out of shape. Like, <laughs> I just love this idea that they're just going to keep running of Pac is this giant shadow of like, perfection hovering above him so i'd love to see them like build page up you know ch- the, the baby face chasing the heel um so i think Pac. i think i think Pac's the funner story there perfect who's yeah. next um the next match that's at least listed is a six-person tag match scu daniels kazarian and sky versus the strong hearts of uh, oriental wrestling entertainment if i did that right um fair Sima uh, T Hawk and L Lindemann. Yeah, so I think I'm going to be really excited for SCU here because they've continuously built up their profile. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, over the past like what, two years, you know, seeing them in like Long Beach or uh, I think it was in San Fran. Yep. You know, they were over for sure, but I think through all these vignettes and officially signing with AEW. Um, you know, it's just been more and more as far as uh, just getting them out there. I mean, everyone knows who they are, but I'm saying like SCU as a unit and what they do, what they're about mm-hmm. and how, how their personalities really shine and how good they are in the ring. I think a lot of people knew they existed, but hadn't seen them. <laughs> and yeah. so this is going to be like an awesome crowd um, when as far as SCU goes and the pop that they're going to get. Yeah, absolutely. Like... I've really enjoyed the way they've been building up lately, making them look like they're so far into their own ego that they can't see like what's in front of them. You know, everyone's like, Oh, you've changed, you've changed. And it's, it's done a good job of kind of positioning them as like a heel faction. Again, I, I really think the strong hearts are going to blow a lot of people away. Oh yeah. That's going to be awesome. Just watching the clips people are going to be out of their minds <laughs> watching this match. And I'm kind of excited. I hope there's a spot where like Frankie or one of those guys is like in the ring. And one of these guys just does some crazy ass flippy shit. And they just look at him like, what the hell? Like, and the crowd just going to blow up. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, it's going to be, it's going to be something else. Cause yeah, if you've ever seen the clips of OWE, it's, it's, bonkers like it's stuff like you would see in a video game it doesn't make any 
sense from a physics standpoint. Like it's so fast paced and just, oh yeah, it's just going to catch a lot of people off guard in a very good way. Yep. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know who goes over here. Probably. Well, yes, you, right? Like it's opening show. They'll return the favor over there. Um, maybe I kind of feel like OWE maybe we'll get it just because they're, they're new and they really, the crowd will just turn to them, right? <laughs> yeah. I think naturally they'll yeah. turn to them and I think it, it would be a good shot in the arm for a group that I'm assuming a lot of fans probably aren't familiar of. Yeah. So. Okay. That makes sense. Who you got um, next? The next one is, uh, one Kenneth Omega <laughs> versus Chris Jericho. Uh, what was your excitement level when this was announced or when it became apparent that this was going to happen? Um, I think my excitement level was like maybe a seven out of 10, you know, okay. I think it's it was, pretty high. It, it's pretty high. I think, I think it was, it was pretty evident that at some point we were going to get a return match between these two from their right. wrestle kingdom show. Like I'm excited for it, but I'm more interested to see what makes this different from the other match. Is this going to be another no DQ match? Is this actually going to be more ring focused? I mean, both guys look like they've been putting in time in the gym. Like, um, it'll be really fun. I'm just really interested to see where they go and kind of what the plan is, especially since Jericho's got that match at dominion against Okada. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's interesting. Um, for me, it was pretty mixed. I think we talked about it before, mm-hmm. but it was mixed because I want. I'm so excited to see Kenny Omega again, but uh, and I love Jericho. But yeah, I, we've seen it. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen it on a huge stage too. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that the rest of this audience has. We have to remember that. Yep. And it was a great match too. So, mm-hmm. um, really, if they want to just run back another really good match, but do it maybe in their own way. Or book it, you know, exactly how they want it to be booked. Let's see it because it's probably going to be really, really, really good. Yeah, and it's it's a match. I think Jericho will end up winning just to get that. We're at one one now. If it's the for the title, do you think same thing? Mm-hmm, tough. I don't think it is. I think they're making unlike the double or nothing videos. I think they're making it clear that there's there's obviously there's conflict between Cody and Chris and I think if you put the title on Chris you do a great job of of making his point his character's point of like the reason this is a thing is because of me but I think you also run the risk of people seeing Cody going for that title and saying oh okay like you're the VP and you're booking yourself into the championship match that but like you're saying Okay, we just put the title on an old WWE guy yeah. versus a guy that owns the, or runs the company. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, two guys that I don't know if I'd watch that match. From a character perspective, I think it'd be really interesting. It's not going to be, you know, super high quality, but yeah, I don't know if I'd be as excited about that as I would be maybe like Jericho versus Pac or. You know, Hangman. Omega or Hangman versus Jericho or Pac versus, oh, oh my God, Pac versus Omega. Like, oh, <laughs> God. Whoa. 
Um, Had a yeah, moment. I, that'll be that. I mean, Jericho Omega. Let's get that going right away. Yep. Can't wait. Uh, um, who's next? The next is the triple threat women's match. Doctor Doctor Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray. Gonna be really good. Yeah. Uh, I love Britt Baker. So I kind of hope she wins this. I think she's definitely that feature uh, talent right now in the women's division. <laughs> and um, I think Kylie Ray is like gonna be the successor there. I can see her really being awesome as far as Man. the chase goes. Kylie Ray, I, I got a chance when I was watching some of the collective shows to see her perform. She's not only the one of the best women's wrestlers out. She might be just in general one of the best wrestlers out there yeah. right now. She's oh her gimmick of like being. Bailey on like on speed, <laughs> just super bubbly and super happy about everything. Like they did that spot on BTE where it was her Penelope Ford and Daniels and Daniels is trying to run the whole run this town down gimmick that SCU does. And like Kylie couldn't bring herself to it. She's like, no, I kind of, I kind of <laughs> like this place. Like Pittsburgh's nice. Like, or, like it's, she's got star potential all just, yeah, all day. that's why I think like the crowd will, I mean the the fans will just naturally start gravitating towards her. Absolutely. That's why you don't want to put any titles or anything on her right away. You want to kind of let her build up because it's just going to happen. Yeah, she's going to be the the person that fans are going to get behind. And I'm and I'm really interested here too to see how Nyla Rose plays into everything because she's the, yeah she's the muscle. She's the the native beast of the the group as is. You know, she calls herself like seeing some of the matches that that she's been in, pretty good, strong. I think a lot of people will probably draw a comparison to someone like Nia Jax, which I think is a little bit unfair to Rose because I think Rose is actually a better wrestler than Jax. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's going to be another one of those. If if things go as well as I hope, I think it could be a breakout performance for all three of those yep. those those ladies. Yeah, that's gonna. That's going to definitely pique my interest because all three, I haven't seen any of them live. Um, yeah, me either. As opposed to pretty much everyone else. Yeah. So I'm excited um, to see see them live. Yeah. Who do we got next? Um, next is a match that I'm sure Rich really wishes he was here to, to talk about with us. Uh, Cody versus Dustin Rhodes. Oh, no. Yeah, Rich is. I think he just heard us some somehow and he's probably texting us right now about uh how angry he is he really doesn't like he's Cody not Rhodes. gonna watch this oh uh, but you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get those nachos like <laughs> yeah rich would refer to this and as I, the official i mean, we need a sponsor for the official nacho match of the uh of the card because rich would be doling that out right now oh, i don't boy. have one at all ever usually i try to watch everything yeah me too um and i'm actually interested in this because I, it was never done right in wwe no and, I love Gold Dust. I love Dustin Rhodes, and Cody's character is good. Uh, his in-ring work is never bad. It's no. just the fact that it's it okay. doesn't really seem to get over the hump. Yeah. You know? But hey, this could be really good. The promo that Cody put out about this match may be one of the best promos of maybe the last couple years where he's explaining the match. Like I'd put it probably a couple steps below Dave, David stars like promo on like Sinclair broadcasting and ring of honor. Like Cody 
just has this this look and this way of speaking where he's like, I'm not out here to, to put my brother down. I'm here to put down what he represents, which is this entire era that is for some reason viewed as being amazing that's just put up on a pedestal that, you know, in hindsight had its moments, but was just rampant with a lot of terrible things. And I loved that approach of saying, this isn't just like a blood feud. This is something much bigger. Yeah. And I hope they use that in, you know, the pre-match hype video. Yeah. And also that video of gold dust putting away or Dustin Rhodes putting away his gold dust gear. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be really and, cool. And I, and I, I really like the, the different perspectives that both people have on the match. Like I said, Cody views it more as, killing a specific era, which could feed in later to the eventual Jericho feud we'll get. But I also really like Dustin's where it's, he's portraying Cody as the bad guy as someone who is caught up in himself that doesn't see that he was there for him, that he was supporting him all this time. And, and really Dustin's journey to make Cody realize like, his own reality. It's very, very interesting. And Hey, it's storytelling, which is something we, we kind of don't see in wrestling right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what's next? Um, well, it's the last match. Maybe the main event, the young bucks versus the Lucha bros for the triple a world tag team championships. Well, I'll tell you what, I saw that triple a or triple mania. Was it? <laughs> I saw that match and that was fun. And this is going to be great. It just it doesn't matter. It's going to be a great match. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. That's I'm already putting out a match rating. Great match. Yeah. I mean it's they're both really good. I mean, <laughs> like what else? What else can you say about both both of these teams? Like, you know, I know that like if you watch like the Black Craft show from Mania, like it definitely felt like both of them were sleepwalking through their matches and stuff. Especially like Phoenix, he like was in this scramble and didn't bother taking off his sweatshirt for a majority of the match. Like there's, there's definitely been some times where it feels like the Lucha bros have kind of sleepwalked through matches and stuff. And same thing with the bucks, but with such a high profile thing, I think both teams are really going to try to give it their all and, and yeah, put on a fantastic show. Going balls to the wall. Like, yeah, it's going to be, awesome. I, I definitely see at some point in that match, the Bucks using that modified package pile driver move that the Lucha Bros yes. do. That's going to happen. And I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see a Meltzer driver out of, out of the Lucha Bros as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, the spots in this are going to be incredible. I can't wait to see what kind of story they tell in the middle of the match, but uh, what's on the line? It's uh, well, it's the the AAA World Tag Team Titles. Okay, yeah. Okay, so um, they haven't announced AEW having any tag titles really yet. Like they haven't no. been like, hey, this. Okay, cool. not not formally. Although they do have a ton of their roster is is insanely bountiful right now with a lot of tag teams. Like you've yep. kind of, you've kind of had like the best friends hinting at like we want to be on the main card. So maybe I wonder if we're going to see them inserted into that that match or maybe if they're going to interfere um you also have the announcement of angelico and jack evans joining you've got just so many teams like it's that's going to be a a tag division to be like main event events yeah it's uh it's incredible i'm so excited and that's why you know you hope like guys like um the revival would be able to get there because 
it's going to be a, a great showcase of talent for those tag teams. Um, and this card is just, I'm just happy about it. It just, I haven't been to a live show since when did I go to a live show last? <laughs> what would have been, would have been one of the house shows there in the tri Definitely house show. Yeah. House show SmackDown. That was cool. I'm talking about like a big one. It might've uh, been mania. Uh, did you go, uh, was the money in the bank you went to after mania? No, that was, Oh, like that was, that was, ago. yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty. Yeah. 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 No, I think it was Mania. So, wow. um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm all about the big shows. I love them. It's, it's something else to be at a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at a house show where it's like these things matter and you're part of that crowd that everyone's seeing yep. and you want to be one of the people that, um, you know, it's just weird to sit in sections of a place. Like if you go to a, like a football game or a basketball game, you're yeah. sitting in a section, you're watching all these other fans cheer and all these other sections, but no one's cheering in yours. So you feel like you're not doing your part, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you're not fully enjoying it. So I know that this crowd is going to be lit. Like this is going to be great. Um, so I look forward to participating and being part of a huge event and being part and being able to say, Hey, I went to the first all elite wrestling, um, pay-per-view because it technically is. Yep. Um, this is going to be something else, man. And I will be all over the Las Vegas strip. I am going to be, I mean, at the Cosmo a lot, a lot of Bellagio. I mean, you'll find me in places. Planet <laughs> Hollywood for sure. Got some bottle service lined up there. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a time to be had. <laughs> it's gonna be. <sighs> I'm gonna have to start doing more cardio because I feel like I'm gonna need it just to keep. You need up. to bring. Okay, so for all you people that are going to this event, just wear comfortable shoes, please. <laughs> yeah. Please wear comfortable shoes. You don't understand how much walking you're going to be doing. Yeah. Don't pay $12 to go from like one place to the other. It's usually not that much, but don't do it. You're going to wind up walking a lot. There's a free um, monorail that will take you from the Mandalay Bay, Excalibur, uh, and Luxor, and that will get you easy access to the MGM and New York, New York. So you can just walk across the Sky Bridge. You don't have to do anything crazy for that. But like I said, that's walking. You're going to be yep. walking. Um, there's a, a free monorail that goes from the Aria all the way to the Bellagio. So you can go from that side of the strip where the MGM is going to be, kind of in that area, to the middle of the strip, the Bellagio. That's free. Um, and then there's one that goes, I believe, from Treasure Island to the Mirage. Uh, it's, it's it's something like that. But it's that's at the end. So you can essentially kind of use these monorails to get around a little bit. Um, or I believe they're called trams. There is a Las Vegas monorail, which usually you can find a good deal on with Groupon. Um, mm-hmm. On the weekends, you can get a pass, I believe, for the whole weekend. Ooh. And that will take you kind of all over the strip. So that's a great, great way to avoid having to pay for taxi fees. Um, if you can try to buy stuff off, <laughs> not <laughs> off the strip, but not in the casinos and hotels, do it. <laughs> because... <laughs> That uh, that will cost you a lot of money. Everything is expensive, um, and don't buy the big frozen drinks. Whatever you do, just yeah. don't do it. If you want to get drunk, don't buy those. If you want to be refreshed, don't buy them. <laughs> if you want to uh, have great, you know, just get a great value drink, also don't buy those. I don't care if they tell you we can refill it for ten dollars and it's ninety nine ounces. There's 
probably a little alcohol in there, but there's a lot of sugar. And you're going to have a hangover, you're going to feel sick, and you're not going to know where to put your giant-ass drink. <laughs> so don't do that either. So Just some some general tips. What you're saying is, is that they should eat a bag of dicks. Yep. Okay. Eat a bag of dicks and you will be just fine. Yeah. And and, al- <laughs> and along with that too, like if you're going to the event and stuff, there are going to be lines. You're going to have to wait everywhere. Yeah. Bring the, the comfiest of comfy shoes that you own. And if you don't, be like me. Go out to a Nike outlet store, find the cheapest ones, see if they work, and then go with that. There is tons and tons of shops at uh, Planet Hollywood. It's called the Miracle Mile Shops. Um, and you can find all sorts of stores there to, to buy stuff. There's a Ross on the strip as well. You can go get some shoes. Just please wear comfortable shoes, friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not about style. Even though I will be styling, Yeah. I'm also going to have comfortable shoes. <laughs> styling and profiling. And while you're in line waiting, talk with people around you. It'll make time go faster. Yeah. Don't be grumpy because there's lines and you could be out winning millions of dollars and drinking and having fun. Sit there in the line, chat with some folks, and make some friends. Exactly. Anything else on this event? No. Uh, I think we got it pretty well covered. It's it's going to be very emotional, very taxing, but very enjoyable. It's going to be worth it. And uh, we will provide as much coverage and tweeting as possible out there while we're having fun. Yeah. I, and uh, I really, yeah. I will really enjoy the multiple different voices coming from our social media account because there's multiple people <laughs> that run it. So you'll have, you'll have like my very like tactful, very detailed voice, and then it'll just be Bram like, "Where's my beer?" Like, it's- <laughs> <laughs> just won seven hundred dollars, and then me with the picture, you know, just a picture with Jericho uh, <laughs> somewhere, just like on a helicopter pad. Just, I don't know. That's what's going to happen. The, the next tweet, AEW results. Yeah. Hangman Page <laughs> defeats Pac via pin. Yeah. Just went to meet and greet with, with Hangman Page. He was very nice. <laughs> yeah. Jericho just did a body shot off me. <laughs> Waiting in line for Orange Cassidy. <laughs> That'll be great. I can't, I can't handle it. I might not show up to work for the entire time up to uh double or nothing waiting in line for an invisible man no one knows if he's here or not <laughs> oh my god that's gonna be great i'm gonna spoil it right now but i'm definitely going while you're in line for the invisible man i'm gonna take a picture with him in like the casino somewhere like uh sorry man he's actually here uh having a drink with me <laughs> so we're gonna go hit the tables jokes on you that's the invisible stan <laughs> damn it <laughs> all right cool well we will uh we'll catch up for some post i oh that is gonna be a great podcast the yeah what the hell happened there <laughs> i don't live by the what happens in vegas rule i want to see i want everyone to know what's gonna happen here that'll be that'll be a great uh episode to catch up on and then of course there's other events going on there's stomping ground in Tacoma that I'm not going to. I'm actually going to go to the Without a Cause show because when I'm double booked, I like to I like to spend my money in a way that you know benefits who I think it'll benefit the most. And frankly, the WWE hasn't sold me on anything related to it yet, even though it's well, super close. Blood, so oh yeah, <laughs> uh, the Saudi show, awkward. Um, yeah. 
yeah, but there's a lot of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, and then it just rolls from there. Maybe, depending on when we record the next one, uh, the Ring of Honor show is here June 1st. So that's going to be maybe something I can talk about. I mean, there's just going to be, you're going to get, you listener out there who's, who's on the other side of the recording waiting for like their next episode of my favorite murder to download. Like there, there's <laughs> going to be some time to kill when you're waiting for that next episode. So it'll be great. Yep. Tune in after double or nothing. And, uh, we're very excited. So thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs>